You're listening to the Terror of the Woods podcast, where every question is a great question. I am your host, Star Strazabosco. Get your critical thinking caps on, because we are seeking truth in a world where we are drowning in information, but starved for knowledge. to make sure that you got it so i sent it to all the addresses i have she only had to send it to she only oh. had to send to one address to me all yeah right. here we are oh there okay. you are all right Rob. well look at you you look like a professional patriot in an office or something where are you yeah. at i, I want to know what this prima donna accusation is all about dr Payne. explain yourself <laughs> well, well, it's a, it's like you were kind that's of. An, like, that's 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 enough. I've heard enough. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in the desert. I'm in I'm at La Quinta, California, and you, they're, they're not demanding people wear masks. I mean, half the people that go to the stores aren't wearing masks. Do they know hours. what state they live in? Well, you know, I think it's you know, I, I, I think it's regional. I, I think it's, you know, some cities are worse than others. Obviously, San Francisco and L.A. are Depends on bad. the people and their, yeah, it does. their yeah. tolerance we in, for tyranny. We were in uh, Walmart and Costco and Home Depot and Ralph's uh, grocery store. I was in CVS. I didn't wear a mask in any of those stores. Wow. Half the people were not wearing masks and nobody said a word. Don't it's take. so surprising. It was not surprising to me, but it must feel different for you because in Arizona, we haven't had that much restriction. I mean, maybe the first couple months it felt weird <laughs> not to wear a mask because I never really did. But after that, it was kind of like, you don't mess with me. I'll give you some sugar if you knock on my door, but don't come over here telling me I got to wear a mask because make my day. Sugar sugar's poison. Well, <laughs> you, you hate okay. people? Is that how you are? How about some monk sugar? Isn't that stuff good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some quinoa. You want some quinoa? But, but you know, in, in Evanston, they're just, I got kicked out of a Best Buy in Evanston because I didn't have a mask on. But I, mm. I, everywhere else I go in Evanston, I'm the only one, or maybe there's two others in any store I go into that won't wear a mask. But nobody says it. Nobody's ever, I've never had anybody say where's your mask or pull the karen thing on me so i haven't either but you know what i do what because there are still some it's more like one third of the population in arizona i think is probably wearing a mask but they don't really mess with you but when i walk by people who do wear masks i make sure to give them a huge smile and really strut my shit you know i mean like how does it feel to wear that stupid diaper on your face you know and i'm just out here in the fresh air smiling away at people I hope that yeah, that gives I, them something something to think about. What I say to people wearing masks is, is only a, a stupid, uninformed, ignorant sheep would wear a mask. What, what's wrong with you? I say that to everybody. Yeah. 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 You say, Jane, you ignorant slot. <laughs> <laughs> right. That might get you shot in Arizona. But... <laughs> oh. Okay. So, so anyway... Um, I think we have a lot to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of really crazy stuff going on. A uh, couple things, uh, Dr. Payne, uh, they just announced in UK that they're going to start demanding people have a booster, not every six Recording months, but every in progress. months. I mean, it's just insane uh, what's going on. And we're finding more and more, one of the things that's very interesting that, that I pulled up uh, was this whole thing about the, um, it, it, and this was in the New England uh, Journal of Medicine, the possible role of anti-idiotype antibodies in SARS-CoV-2 infection and vaccination. Have you seen that, Dr. No, I Payne? Just, I, I just read it, actually. Yeah, I, I find that interesting. I, you know, at, at, I, no, I'm not a medical person, so my my understanding of it is, far inferior to yours, but uh, it seems to me it's one more indication there's just some real issues with this uh, uh, quote-unquote vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, let's see, th this is my issue. My issue is um, 
it seems people are, are, are talking past each other. For instance, when I listen to, I just listened to a podcast by Dr. Zelenko. Um, of course, I listened to the, the stars, uh, broadcast, uh, podcast with, uh, Dr. McCullough, which was and, great, by the way, she was, she was, she was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was awesome. I, I don't, I don't know who this person is, but she, she is not only she's drop dead beautiful, but she's very intelligent too. Oh, that's well, sweet. Well, it, well, and then the, the, so, so on, on, on what we would say our side of the aisle, um, they would, you know, they're just talking about the side effects of the, um, of the vaccinations uh, of what the quote unquote vaccinations that you would put it uh, broken. Um, Thank you. And then Dr. Pan. without looking at what the infections do, and then on the other side, Fauci at all there, uh, he's just talking about um, the, you know, the, the need, need for the vaccinations and what the, what the disease process does. And to, I, to me, why don't we just talk about the whole thing? For instance, yes, the spike protein is very dangerous, but hey, guess what? You get a whole lot more spike protein if you get the infection, and that's why people are dying. Um, so to me, that's why it's a risk-benefit uh, ratio. There's two sides of the coin. Talk about the whole thing, and that's why, again, you know there's certain people I would advocate the use of or had advocated the use of these vaccinations in. Uh, and others not uh, because of the risk benefit ratio. So that that's, again, I look at both sides and both sides, they don't seem to talk about the other side of the equation. Uh, certainly I would say what I would consider our side does talk a little bit more from the perspective of they'll talk about the therapeutics. And that's really the point that needs to be brought up. I, I, I uh, listened to a little talk today by Dr. Makari over from, uh, uh, John Hopkins, and and he's touting uh, fluvoxamine. He's the only guy here talking about fluvoxamine, which I brought up on the pro bod our podcast with Dr. McCullough. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> he acknowledged and it. We weren't able and to get I into have it. Though. I have in in my possession right now. I have fluvoxamine. I have ivermectin, and I have a nebulizer for uh, hydrogen peroxide. Did you go so, to Mexico while you were down there in La Quinta? <laughs> no, well, I'm ready. Yeah, I bet. So, well, you're welcome to the compound when when we open for business. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but but then again, I've heard that you get more spike protein from the vaccine. So where, where's where? What am I missing here, Doctor Payne? Yeah. No. 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 What you'll see is. For the vaccine, you'll see more uh, antibodies uh, uh, to this, but no, I, you get more. Certainly, you get more exposure to the spike protein from the infection. No question about that, and that's why you have people die. Uh, so, I, again, you can't talk out two sides of your mouth. You can't say the spike protein is generated through the mRNA vaccines are dangerous, but not the spike protein on the native uh, virus. Uh, no, that's what's killing people. That's why, again, I think there's a risk-benefit ratio. I think the point we can draw now, though, is here's what here's where the dishonesty comes in. The dishonesty comes in where they're saying, oh, there's no side effects from the vaccine. These people that are just pretending that the vaccine is entirely safe. That's just, uh, that's just not true. Uh, so to me, it, there just needs to be transparency here. And to me, the reasonable stance is uh, most people probably do not need the mRNA vaccines, particularly now since we have great therapeutics. I mean, if you just uh, use the monoclonal antibodies and then these products that are coming out, uh, Pfizer and Merck, et cetera, are coming. No way now. in hell I am taking anything from Pfizer or any of those big pharma. They're done to me as far as I'm concerned. Well, I wouldn't throw the baby out with bathwater. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, so this baby but, is the yeah. antichrist. So yeah, well, yeah, no, but, no, but you know, it's it's like like to me, all this is 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 science. It's, uh, it's ivermectin with lipstick on. That's all it is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what they say in their reports. It's not ivermectin. It's much different. Uh, the, the ivermectin has. Two, two, 
two ways that it, that it uh, stems the growth of the of the vaccine of, of the of the virus. Number one, it 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 inhibits the the CL3 uh, protease uh, enzyme that is that is required to actually trim down the size of the the uh, molecule so that right. it can fit together and create a new virus because it's, the, the molecules are too big. And that right. happens inside the cell, but it right. also inhibits the docking on the ACE2 receptor. If it, 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 it inhibits the spike as well as the receptor together. And the, uh, the Pfizer drug doesn't do that. It only has one vector. And that's right. to me, ivermectin is already the perfect drug that we have well, I, I, I agree that the, the uh, flumoxidine no. works, budesidine probably works some, you know, hydroxychloroquine and zinc, obviously, but, you know, the whole point is you got to get it early. Yeah, no, no, 100%. I agree with you. And I think the, the superior drug would be to use uh, the ivermectin because it's it's worldwide. It's inexpensive, right? Yeah. And uh, it, and that was that study that the, the study that was done in Croatia, uh, Croatia, at the University of Zagreb Hospital, and there was another hospital in, in Croatia that showed um, they they did uh, the study uh, back in April and May of this year on fluvoxamine for patients in the ICU, 51 in the ICU, and then uh, it was an open label, so it was matched. They knew they were getting the drugs. Um, and they, that's when they used 100 milligrams three times a day for 15 days. Uh, their point in their article was that, look, we, we need to look at repurposed drugs because they're inexpensive and poor countries can use these. So they started in their in their study, they talked about inequities. And <laughs> yeah, when you make a Pfizer product or a Merck product that's $700 a treatment, when you can do the same thing or better, and by the way, there was a recent review study that showed that <laughs> ivermectin worked by 20 different mechanisms. Like there's 20 yeah. of this, this, uh, so that that was one of the things they talked about in this study in Croatia is like, what about the equity aspect of this? Because it's a lot less expensive if you use these repurposed drugs. So for instance, my cocktail would be ivermectin, and uh, that that stops the viral replications and does another, a number of other things. Use it early, and then also the fluvoxamine that stops the, uh, the the cytokine storm. Those two drugs alone, I think, uh, are quite efficacious, and I think would uh, obviate the need for uh, certainly boosters and things like that. Well, but are they allowing you to treat right now, that, or are well, doctors still blind to the fact that there's treatment? I, I have a friend of mine who uh, is. He, he, in fact, I was texting him last night and he said a lot of the pharmacies have run out of ivermectin. He's an ER doc. He gives uh, ivermectin and 0.6 milligrams per kilogram and he uses fluvoxamine. And uh, he says uh, a lot of the pharmacies are running out of ivermectin because I prescribed it so much. And so that's the issue. The issue is getting the supply. That's the issue. Right. So yeah. what about but this Omicron uh, variant? The, yeah. And the data on that so far is that all we know is clinical data. Clinically, they're saying it seems to be a very mild variant. It doesn't take away uh, the sense of smell or taste. Well, that means right there is it's not getting up in the brain, right? Because that's right, the neurological piece. The well, Biden so, yeah. and, and Fauci are coming out as if this thing is just going to wipe us away. Um, but I thought it was very interesting. If you rearrange the letters of Omicron, it spells out moronic. <laughs> well, okay, God backward is dog. Okay, so yeah, right. okay, good. Hey, but you know, out of all the words that it could be rearranged to, I mean, that's yeah. a pretty good one. And yeah, I have to agree. Didn't, didn't they skip a? Didn't they skip a couple of the uh, Greek alphabet because they didn't want the Z? <laughs> yeah, well, they've yeah they've skipped through what. Okay, so I think that, uh, Dr. Payne, we can all agree, I mean, you and I go back and forth on the vaccine, but a quote-unquote vaccine, but we can all agree that uh, natural immunity is, is more robust and more durable. Yes, no question. I think the data is very clear on that. And um, I again, I'm hesitant to recommend, uh, quite frankly, I'm hesitant to recommend boosters to anybody 
um, when yeah. we have when when again they have T memory cells, and we have uh, medications now that we can use. Um, yeah, the Merck product, the Pfizer product orally, um, the Regeneron product. Uh, okay, so, the, so here's 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 another question for you then. The same, yeah. you know, you know, you know, I'm 75 years old. I've had open heart yeah. surgery. Yep. You know, uh, all those kinds of things. But most people say, oh well, you know, you have a comorbidity. You know, you're in that risk group. I don't. I'm, first of all, I'm not afraid of this 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 virus at all. I have not yeah. been right from the very start. I refuse to be afraid because. Right. Uh, and what's interesting, and what I find is fascinating, is the people. Most of the people who are being the most intelligent about this thing are Christians who believe that they have an eternal life through their relationship with Christ. And so right there, that puts them on a whole different footing than these other people. It's like, okay, yeah, well, if I die, yeah, okay, I'll die. I, I, I can handle that. That's, you know, gonna, I'm going to die sometime anyway, but, you know, I'm not too worried about it. But at the same time, I'm not being I'm not being herded into this mass psychosis that we have. Yeah. It's almost like the witch trials, and and, and, and people are not thinking clearly. So my, here's, here's here's my question. Since I am buying totally into the therapeutics, because I, I I trust them and I trust your opinion yes. on them, I trust the other doctors' yeah. opinion on them completely. So if 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 I get, come down with symptoms and I take the ivermectin and I take the fluvoxamine. And I take the Regeneron and I and I nebulize, which was a, which a four stage pro, process for me. Then will I create antibodies for that, or will I prevent? I mean, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to be yeah. nipping this thing in the bud. Would that affect my yeah, no. ability to, to create natural antibodies? No, no. You'll still you'll still if you get it, you'll still create uh, antibodies to it. It's all, okay. all you're doing. Yeah, no. All you're doing is just helping your immune you know, your immune response and decreasing the, uh, the replication of the virus. Right. And, right. And, and, but the, but your, but your immune system will still see the virus. And the nice thing about, um, the nice thing about uh, natural immunity is it sees not only the spike protein, so it gets the epitopes there, but it gets the entire virus. And that's why it's obviously right. natural immunity. Everybody always knows it's been superior to vaccination. So, right. um, so I, the one thing, just harkening back to Dr. McCullough on, on Star's uh, podcast, the one thing I really resonated with him was the whole thing of this, of this uh, mass psychosis. The mass formation psychosis. Yeah, uh, because that's what it like, seems to me. When I, when I talk to some of my colleagues, it's almost as if they go into a trance. It's almost as if uh, something takes over their brain. And it's, it's, um, and they can't, uh, talk rational. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I've seen I, it happen. I, I, yeah. I was talking with a colleague and I, and this was just uh, a week or so ago. And I said, Hey, have you seen the literature on fluvoxamine and how efficacious it is? Everybody needs to be vaccinated. That was his response. And I said, yeah, I know I'm for the vaccine, but did you see the data? People need to be vaccinated. That's the answer. And I was like, Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's creepy. It's like um what's I don't know why I'm connecting it to this movie so much lately in my head. Village of the Damned. When like all those all those women got pregnant at the same time and all the kids look alike and they're all like, you know, zoned into like one thing. It's it's a creepy movie, but that's kind of what it is with this mass formation psychosis. You know, everybody yeah. just has this these crazy blinders on and it's like yeah. they have been or even what uh clockwork orange have you guys ever seen clockwork orange no. i've never seen it but i i know what it's about yeah so it's like that the guy's sitting there and they're showing him pictures right you know flashing right. pictures and it like changes his brain yeah. and his mind and that's kind of like what's happened but when did they capture all these doctors and start brainwashing them that's that's the thing that i still um, I just, if you'd have caught me two years ago and said, uh, you know, Dr. Payne, this is what's going to happen. I said, that's crazy. That's not going to happen. I know happen. you're, you have changed just over our series of our podcasts from the first time that we had this, what, I don't know, three or four months ago till now, 
you you have expanded your mind and the possibilities that this is a this is more than what yeah. it seems. Yeah, Although it no, seems it, like the it, new world or, and, order to no, us, no, no, but and, <laughs> and, yeah, no. And I would tell you that my journey is that uh, one of for a long time of disbelief, right? Uh, and, and and thinking, oh, they they just haven't read the data, or you know, making really all these excuses for my colleagues. And uh, you're or, running or out I, of I'm excuses, like I'm running it. out of conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, or I'm I'm not explaining it correct, or or maybe I'm wrong, or maybe you know. Right, there must be something forth. that I don't know that they know. So right, right, and, and, and then I and, then, and as more data came out, and I saw, oh boy, these these aren't as safe as the the you know the natural as immunity it was presented, mm-hmm. and um, and then again to come to the place now that I do not trust. Uh, Tony Fauci, as far as I can pick him up, throw him and he he's a hero in medicine. I mean, this guy, um, you know, this guy's a very famous guy. So, yeah, no. And, and then very, very smart doctors that, again, are angry when I talk to them. And and I'm talking to literature. I'm talking to medical, I'm talking to Lancet. We're talking JAMA. We're talking New England Journal of Medicine. We're talking British Journal of uh, of, uh, of Clinical Pharmacology. We're talking, you know, we're talking yeah. the chest. Uh-huh. We're talking circulation. These are all well known. And getting mad yeah. because I'm citing the data, that's just odd. I used I'm to work enemy. for the Department of Health Services. They are responsible for pumping out the data. And I have friends who won't that I don't speak to. And we've been friends for 30 years. You know? So it's it it's just yeah, bizarre. It, it's very to, bizarre. To, to me, yeah, to me, to me, it's like, and, and this is why I always enjoy talking with Broken, because Broken always has the literature. He has the data. Let's talk about the data. And so that's what I would expect from my medical colleagues is, okay, I'm willing to be shown that I'm wrong. Show me that I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want somebody to show me why. Answer yes. my questions. I have some pretty good questions. Every question is a great question. Right. That's how I start out my exactly. podcast. Yep. And exactly. that's that's the issue with today. And one of the reasons why I started the podcast and the web- website terrorofthewoods.com, because every question is a great question. No question is dumb. Just answer the question. And if you have yep. an answer for it and the truth, it should be easy to say. But instead, right. they have these talking points that just flash out at you like um, debunked. You know, or everybody needs to be vaccinated, you know, or jump off the cliff because everybody else is. <laughs> right. Go on. C.S. Lewis. I'm sorry. C- that's okay. C.S. Lewis has a great quote. He says, when the whole world is uh, running blindly over a cliff and you run the opposite way, you are perceived as the crazy one. Right. Yeah. Call, yeah. call me. Call me crazy. I'm fine yeah. with it. I, I really find peace in it because of all the truth that I have found. I know that we are on the right side, the correct side. And, and this, this data about, again, fluvoxamine, and first it was JAMA in November of 2020, and now the end of October in The Lancet, this, this, this second study on fluvoxamine. How many times have you heard Tony Fauci say anything about fluvoxamine? Nothing. When's the last time you heard it? Zero. No, it's more Zero. boosters and more masks. That's more, exactly. That's the only and, thing we hear. And, uh, uh, and, and so they use it early. And then that data from Croatia say even use it late. Interestingly enough, use it late. It saves the women. It doesn't seem to save the men. There's a differential there. Interesting when you read the paper. Women um, will take over the world. Yeah. It's, it's, but, but, but again, go out on the street. Ask your friends, ask your family members, ask whoever you run into, have you heard of fluvoxamine? And nobody knows about it. No. Uh, so, no. And, th- and that's a crime because right there, you can say just in the ICU in that paper, there were 30 people that died in the fluvoxamine group and 39 in the control group. That's nine people out of 51 people that could be saved right there. In when you use it early, Basically, it was one death compared to 12 deaths in the non-treatment group. I mean, this is, and you take it, you actually take it, at least 80% of it, according to the Lancet paper. So this is actually saving lives, and yet not a peep 
from Tony Fauci, not a peak well, from the president. Well, and I, on. Well, wait, hold wait, on. Wait, I have wait, a really wait. good point. Hold on, Broken, because I think we should take a step, like 15 steps back, maybe 17 steps, because why aren't we talking about how much you can survive from COVID? How has anybody compared the deaths that have occurred in each state to the deaths that occurred in the year before. So we got, we almost have 2021 done. Compare that to 2020. If you compare the deaths from 2020 to 2019 in the state of Arizona, you're, you're only talking a couple, a handful of extra deaths. Yeah, everybody died from COVID, but we see how accurate that is. But it doesn't yeah, matter. Uh, there wasn't that yeah, many more deaths in the state of Arizona from 2019 to 2020. So why yeah, are we even having all the... We, we've well, gone past the point of no return when we're not even talking about the initial reason why we're here today. Well, and, and again, that's the, what's called the all-cause all mortality. And there's people that make that argument that the all-cause mortality really hasn't gone up. It ha actually, in a lot of instances, it has come up. And I think that's a tough argument to make, but it's a good argument. It's something to look at. It's really at. easy. But, it's, it's so easy but, to look up. But but as somebody who spent yesterday in the hospital the whole day in the COVID unit, okay, and I've seen dozens and dozens and dozens of people die of this disease, and I haven't seen dozens and dozens of people die from, say, influenza, I mean, it's a real disease. Because nobody gets influenza or, anymore. Well, I, no, well, they haven't. I haven't. You haven't seen any cases. Right. So wouldn't that. your COVID wing be called flu wing in 2019? No, because we would never have this many patients with influenza. We just wouldn't. And I have more than one wing. We have one, two, three. We have four. I have four COVID units now. Okay. So, no, this is a disease. It's It's real. It kills people. It kills the non-vaccinated people in general. And it kills people with, if you're overweight, you have diabetes, you have hypertension. Uh, even if you're young, I've had a 34-year-old lady die, a 35-year-old guy die. Uh, and both of them, one of them had uh, chronic illness. The other one was obese. Uh, we've had people in their 40s or 50s and their 60s die all the time of this disease. Why? What are they? They're obese. They're 120 kilograms, 140 kilos. They have diabetes mellitus. Uh, they have comorbidities. Those are the people, I would say, give them one Moderna shot, just one. And then every day, don't give them the second one. Every day, use quercetin, use zinc, uh, all the things that uh, that the, all the that people are considered net jobs have been telling to do the frontline doctors do whatever they tell you to do and you'll live. That's it. Did speaking of Moderna, did you guys see the clip that a Glenn Beck did on uh -huh. Moderna? He found yeah. a contract between the United States government and Moderna for the COVID shot from 2015. <laughs> really. Yes, yeah. I, if, yeah. it, if I can get it to play here, I'll I'll play it for us. Um, nothing surprises me anymore. So, uh, well, it, you know, I think the thing we look at too is is that uh, Alex Brennan uh, posted a, a information about all case mortality in the UK, and and they did it by you know cases per hundred thousand, and they're 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 all case. <laughs> Is, is up and it's up with the vaccinated higher than in the unvaccinated. So and we have all these athletes that are collapsing now all over the all over the world. Soccer players, basketball players, you name it. And people say, oh, that's just a coincidence, you know. So I think that's another thing to take a look at. I, I think this my, myocarditis is a, is is a real problem. And it's a real. Think, it's a, let me let me see 100%. if let me see if you guys can hear this. We'll see how long this one makes it for. Can you hear that? You I can't. I can't either. This. But Man. but I, Broken brings up a great point. This myocarditis, it's 200 times more than we would expect in that age group. And you still have people, these quote unquote fact checkers to say, no, there's the spike protein isn't this and the spike. Okay. If it's not the spike protein, and that's what the mRNA viruses do, they produce spike protein. Then why are these, you know, people getting myocarditis? I'll be right back, folks. I got to do something here. Okay. Um, so to me, that yeah. that's the issue. It's like this is on the face of it obvious 
that the spike protein, for whatever reason, causes problems. Whether it's a, it, an autoimmune response or whatever, you do not have 200 times the amount of a disease process showing up unless there's something going on. So, <sighs> I'm just so tired of it. I, yeah, I am too. I'm very tired of it. I and, went to my uh, pharmacist the other day to pick up something. And uh, I had called beforehand to make sure that it was ready. And I called like three times and nobody would pick up. And so I went in and I've, I've known him for a couple of years now. And uh, I said, Wait, why aren't you answering your phone? I called like three times. And he goes, I'm not answering the phone anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he has a mask on, so I can't see his expression, but I could tell he's like, I'm just so over this stuff. Everybody's calling about COVID and I just I'm not answering the phone anymore. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, no, it's well, especially I just hey, think I just you got yeah. the, the proper address, right? What are you talking about? He's he's talking on the phone. He doesn't realize oh, okay. I got to mute him. <laughs> yeah, mute him. So, so here it is. So it took forever to get him on. Yeah. Now he's talking when it's like, what? I okay. know. What, we're <laughs> just, you know, liver over here, chopped liver over here. Yeah. What are we, chopped liver? Come yeah. On. What the but, heck, uh, man? Um, I'm trying no, to figure I, I out how to connect people, this. Go on. I think I think people have lost faith in, tr in they, don't, they don't trust what the government's saying. Uh, they don't trust what Fauci's saying. I, I think the trust of, authorities has gone down and i think that's uh from multiple fronts number one uh uh you know defunding the police and now we see all these it's uh, all connected murders. yeah it's well it, yeah, and, and i think overall that's and people are starting to lose faith uh in in authority and i and i seems it seems almost that's what they're trying to do um yeah. it seems to be what a goal is so well the way that i, mean, I unless, see it is that they're trying to get rid of humans because they would rather have their elite class of people yep. left and then a bunch of machines, you know, AI working for them. Well, yeah, I think I think there's the, this is an elitist type of a mentality where it's OK for the hoi polloi to die. Mm -hmm. um, Narcissists. That's, this this whole push of, of Marxism is it's it's an oligarchy. You get a group of people or, or you know, or a uh, dictatorship. But mm -hmm. a group of people who are going to tell everybody else what to do. And that's why I'm really this whole notion of mask mandates is so anti-American. But nowadays, so many people are not familiar with uh, our founding documents. They, they're, they're not familiar with uh, the principles that America was built on. They're not they don't understand that America is an idea and not just a place. Yeah. Uh, so all of these uh, all of these. Uh, notions of what we would call citizenship when we were young uh have evaporated and so that's why i think yeah because uh, we're not we're not all citizens like we think we are i've been doing a little research <laughs> and if you go back to the 14th amendment and how that all came together it actually you can go to the supreme court website and there is a docket number i think it's 20 dash it's either 366 or 336. Anyways, it was Trump versus New York. And they were talking mm -hmm. about the census and the apportionment, apportionment act, apportion yeah. act. Anyways, if you read the amicus brief from both sides, and th there's plenty to choose from, I chose um, Senator Johnson's amicus brief alongside, uh, forget what the guy's name is. Anyways, I think they were both filed on like November 13th ish of last year. If you read them together, we are not citizens like we think we are. We are citizens as created by the 14th Amendment, which puts us under a totally different class, a totally different set of rules than people that had not consented to being a U.S. citizen after 1860. Well, so. the the one the one thing that's that's tough is that the the Constitution is pretty much meaningless if it is meaningless to us. We we do you well, if, if, we we have no Constitution. We are following title and code and regulation and all of these things that are repugnant to the Constitution. 
Marbury right. versus Madison. Anything repugnant to the Constitution is null and void, meaning 98% of the laws that are dictating our lives right now are null right. and void. But right. it well, doesn't matter because we don't have constitutional rights. Well, well when you have the, 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 the people in power not following the Constitution, and that's what they don't understand. That's the law of the land is the Constitution, right. not this bureaucratic state that they've created. And again, people don't recognize that. The constant, they say, well, you have to follow the law. I am following the law. It's called the Constitution. That's the that's the law above all laws, number one. And number two, you keep talking, they keep talking about, well, Texas is going to, you know, secede from the union. Or, no, it's like the people that have seceded are the are the blue states because they're not following the Constitution. They're the ones that are seceding from the union. We're, we're uh, the people, the red states are remaining in the union because they're following the Constitution. Right. We need to preserve the Constitution right now. And in order to do that, we have to educate people on what it says. And it doesn't say we the government. It says we the people. So if we're going to take back our country, we all need to grow a pair and just go out and do it. I think you're right. Well, the uh, okay. can I get a word in edgewise here, you think? Are are you ready for us now? (laughs) <laughs> you're over there making reservations and you know yeah. vacation uh, okay. plans okay sheila who is part of our august yes. group is coming tonight she just oh, landed fun. and she was asking for directions to get to the house we're at oh so well I tell her i said pro- hi i thought that was an appropriate reason for me to leave the podcast for a few minutes i thought i left it in good hands apparently i was mistaken <laughs> We didn't so. know what to do without you. We were lost. So, so you 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 left you left the ninety nine to find the one. Right? Yeah, <laughs> very good, excellent. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, in eighteen seventy one, became we became a corporation. Right, that's what happened. So, you know, we 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 understand that uh, we've been living under false pretenses for quite some time, and uh, this whole idea of individual sovereignty, you, you, the whole the reason. You know, our birth certificates are all in capital letters because we, 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 are, we, are, we are a commodity of the state. You know, mm-hmm. we're an asset to the state, all those kind of things. You know, and, and, and people are, you know, the, the, the reality, I th- and, I, and I agree with uh, 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 Dr. Payne and, uh, with this, the reality is it doesn't make any difference what our constitution says. It doesn't make any difference if we become became a corporation in 1871. It doesn't make any difference if they broke the law when they had an income tax and the Federal Reserve and all things. They've done all those things. What matters is what people accept. It's like what's happening today. We're having mass psychosis. Uh, we, 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 we have people who actually uh, are, are having the same mentality as the, the witch hunters in the 17th century. I mean, in, in Europe, it swept Europe, and, and, and thousands of women were 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 hung, uh, burned at the stake, or whatever, because these people had this idea that oh well, they're you know they're they're, they're possessed by demons somehow. They're wicked. They're I don't wicked. know though. I'm starting to think that maybe they were. <laughs> if you if well, you look into the history of some of the people that we see right now and some of the weird stuff that they're into, yeah. But my point is. When you have this, and I think uh, McCullough was absolutely right when he, when he termed it mass psychosis. When you have this kind of mass psychosis, and you will have you know a, a, a people, and it's driven by fear. I mean, fear is 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 at the core of this whole thing. Yeah. And when you when you have people so afraid, they're afraid to go outside. They're afraid to congregate with friends. They're afraid to whatever, uh, and you get people convinced of this fear, this, this fear is real that it, then people go into a flight or fright, you know, flight or fight that when, when you're, when, 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 when you're confronted with a wild animal, yeah. like a bear in a, in a forest, you either fight it or you run from it. Yeah. Now, running I wrote a blog on this by the way. Yes, I know you did. Okay, you mentioned good. that several times. <laughs> so we know that, but <laughs> the point is, you know, that's what's happening in people. It, it shuts off the more rational cognitive part of thinking. our brain mm-hmm. because, because we're, we're in a, what people would call the lizard brain, you know, which I, I don't buy into that, but we're, we're, we're in the brainstem 
And the brainstem is the autonomic nervous system. It's, it's a reaction. And it's not a, a logical reasoned reaction. It's a fearful reaction. And they've caught these people in this. And it's amazing. And, and, and inter interestingly enough, I think the mask whole thing is backfiring. And I think people are starting to realize that God, they told us these masks were so important. They told us these masks were going to save our lives. They told us that masks were going to do all these things. And they're realizing it's not working. And more and more people are starting to go, this is total BS. And I think they've overplayed their hand in that respect. And I think actually the mask mandate is our salvation. optical uh, yeah. out of this thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. optics, but it's also an, an optical um, um, truth for people to see, you know, physically see somebody yeah. wearing a mask yeah. or physically wearing a mask. It's a reminder, a physical reminder that we are under some kind of spell if we're still wearing these masks that we know we do not wash every night, that we know we sneeze into, that we know that falls on the ground, we put it back on our face because we got to go get the kids some food from the grocery store and I can't go back to the house now. You know, it all of that reality and also the fact that if you buy a carton of masks, it says right there on the box, this will not help slow the spread of COVID. So all of those in mind, this mask thing has actually, it's its probably worsened why people are are dying right now in, in hospitals that aren't vaccinated but wore their masks. I mean, I can't imagine breathing in that crap all day. It's like taking your car filter and, you know, breathing it all day. Well, <clears throat> the other thing is, I think it would be interesting is to ask people and start talking to people about is, what are you willing to give up to stand for what you believe in? And I know Broken has has uh, given up a, a number of things uh, for his stance for truth. Uh, I, I certainly have had uh, uh, things in my life that I had to, but, but I think that's what I'm doing every day is um, what am I willing to give up? And am I willing to lose my job, for instance? Um, and so I think that's a question we all start need to need to ask ourselves is what are we willing to give up to maintain our freedom? I, 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 at this point, well, not even at this point, it's never a question for me. I'm not willing to give up anything because if we don't have our freedom, then we have no life to live. And the most, um, the biggest diss that you could ever give God is to be more fearful of a man-made disease or something yep. that a man is telling you to be afraid of because we live without fear because we will forever live in the afterlife with Jesus and all the great people who have made it past the gates. <laughs> I hope to get there one day, so I'm not in fear of COVID. Well, give me liberty or give me death, right? The yes, give me liberty Henry. or give me death by COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, interesting, Aldous Huxley wrote uh, Brave New World. And in 1962, yeah. he had Brave New World revisited. And there was a, he had an interview. And he predicted exactly what's going on. He saw the, the social economic things that, that, that we're, we're seeing today uh, in the control. And, and think about it. I mean, we have all these psychotropic drugs people are taking or taking overdoses of uh, Oxycontin, uh, their, uh, the, the alcohol use is up. Uh, all these things, we're, 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 you know, people are, are, you know, people are escaping in, you know, life, through, the through, life that God through, gave us. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they're escaping through, through, through drugs, through alcohol, <laughs> through whatever means. Instead of coping to learn our lessons so that we can evolve, because that's what life is all about. And, Anything that keeps us from doing that and feeling the pain, because pain is our trigger to be like, oh, something's wrong. I got to learn this lesson or I got to pull through it so I don't get myself in this situation again. Anything that keeps us from doing that just dampens our soul from, you know, growing and and becoming and living. It's it's really sad to see that people are that fearful of something when if you just take a step back and critically think about it, it is nothing to be scared of. <laughs> If anything, well, it's a life challenge. So, well, think about this, yeah. guys. I mean, imagine yourself as a kid and as a teenager, and you're listening and you hear CNN and, you know, 
and ABC and all these guys. And every day they're saying you're going to die. And by the way, you live in a racist country and all your forefathers and you're, and, and particularly if you're white, you're a, you're a racist, your parents are racist. Um, and you know, these kids, all they hear is these things and how do yeah. they know? Oftentimes they don't have the tools. They don't have the information to, uh, to, you know, ferret it all out. Yeah. They don't have I, the no education. I, I can no, tell you this. I, I could write a brave new world sequel because the way that I, I think and see things now, I see the future too, as things roll out and they roll out their plans. I can tell you this. This is what I believe my generation. So when I was in high school and college, I think that they have, they have studied each of our generations and my generation would have told them to go fuck themselves. Sorry for my language to anybody who's out there listening. But my generation would be like, great, no work, no school. We're going to party like it's 1999 and jump off the roof of our friend's house into a pool all night naked. Star, how old are you? Which can you say your generation? And, and 37. So it's been a while okay. since I've been in high school and, and college. But I'm all saying right. my generation would, I, I, when COVID all happened, I, we had, I had discussions with my friends being like, if this was happening when we were in college, we would not be following the rules. Okay. So the kids that were in college that I I know, you know, going through internships that I've met here and there, they were so compliant. And I was like, what are you? I thought that you were, you know, the liberal rock stars out there, the punk rockers that don't give into, you know, the, the government and take down big tech and big pharma. You know, it's, right. d- turns out it was my generation was the last generation to be able to tell the government with, you know, authority, like, no, we're not going to do that. I think they were waiting for this, this group of, of younger people to push the message because, you know, some parents are afraid of their kids, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they, they really think that we're going to die in seven years because of climate change and and all of right. that crap that they you know shoved down yep. our kids' throats. So okay, good. We got to turn it around, people. Well, yeah. it, 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 go ahead, bro. It, it, there, there's always a remnant. There's always a group of people. We we are the antibodies to this whole thing, and you know, e- there's even Christian leaders that are fall that, that are falling prey to this mass psychosis. Oh yeah. Well, so they're if, involved if, in if, some if, other weird stuff yeah, too. If, 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 if we are grounded, if we are grounded in Christ in Christ's blood on the cross, if we're grounded in that, which is the key and and the apex of the Christian experience, forget about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. The reality is God already won. If, if, well, yeah, but if, but if Jesus is the son of God, if he is eternal, if he is the word that made flesh and he was with God and he was God and he tells us what is truth and what is reality, then what we're going to do is we're going to seek the truth and we're not just going to buy anything that a man or a woman says to us as truth. If we're going to we're going to compare that to the truth that we have that's spoken from His words throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. And if we're grounded there, then it's, it's much more difficult to fool us. And what I'm finding is you have people like Dr. McCullough is a Christian, Sherry Tenpenny is a Christian, De- uh, Del Bigtree is a Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, a number of the people are on the front lines. Of, of Dr. Emanuel, she's definitely a Christian. Uh, these people, Dr. Zelenko is a Jew, but he's a God-fearing Jew. Right. People who are people who are grounded in a God, an eternal God, that we should fear, not because we shake in fear like we're in fear of the, the 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 virus, but we're in fear of the truth and the power. Uh, the gospel that, that is, is who he is and what yes. he is. So we're not that easily fooled. And so we're going to look at things and we're going to weigh those against what we think is the truth. And we're going to seek the truth and we're not going to be bamboozled by these people. And so we have a number of people that are like that. Like well, all three of us, I think I got um, Sheila, our other loving member of the August group is like that. 
Um, so, you know, that's where it, 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 this, this is going to recreate, I think, uh, hopefully it's going to recreate a, a, a genuine revival, a real revival, a revival that's meaningful uh, because the people that are going to stand strong against this thing are going to stand strong on principle. And that principle yeah. is Christ crucified. Yep. Well, I think, Amen. I think once you get rid of God, um, you get rid of truth. Yeah. Then tr- yes. all truth is rel- throughout history. Rel- you extract God and, and you and, become the yeah. God. And, and the thing about that's made America really strong is because we were built on truth. And I had a friend of mine, he, he emigrated from, uh, Egypt, uh, his family were Christians. And when, uh, Nasser came into power, they were very wealthy. And I think 1963, 62, 63, they came to the United States and they had a relative here and the father did not speak English. The mother did, but the, the, the relative was in Boston and they came and they said, look, this is the United States of America. You can kill a man, but do not lie. Do not lie. They do not. Cause in the middle East, everybody lies. I mean, the calling card, Middle East, you just lie. They just lie, 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 get away with it, kind of a thing. But this guy was saying, you can't, you can kill a man, but you can't lie here. That was in the 60s. Nowadays, we have this relativity, get rid of God. And if you get rid of that point, that foundation, then you don't have truth anymore. And the reason why our military was so strong was because truth mattered. And you better tell the truth. And so help uh, me, God. You remember the Gulf Wars where they said, you know, the mother of all wars were, were taking down the enemy. Well, they're lying. They were lying. They were lying. They were lying. When, the, when you look at the Iran-Iraq war, mm-hmm. where uh, they, the, the, uh, I had an Iranian friend who was a physician. He was in the parking lot. He had to do his military duty. And he was in the parking lot. And all of a sudden, he saw all these planes coming. He goes, oh, look at our, our military's doing. He goes, that and his buddy said those aren't our planes (laughs) and all of a sudden the bombs started dropping and what happened is saddam was going to destroy uh iran in one fell swoop with their seven uh, with their seven airfields and what they did is they they overshot every single airfield and they did not destroy their air force they were trying to destroy the iranian air force in one day well what happened well the people that trained these pilots in Iraq, they kept saying, oh, yeah, they're great trained. Oh, yes, they're trained. Oh, they know what they're doing. They were lying. They yeah. weren't trained well. And so when you don't have a foundation of truth, you can't have a strong military. Exactly. And mm-hmm. now what are we doing now? We're saying that men and women are the same in the military. We're saying, we're saying you, you know, this pronoun and that pronoun. In other words, we're taking away truth. We're not grounding it to reality anymore. And that will destroy our country. It will destroy our military. We're living in a parody. <laughs> um, well, I, I got to close this out right now. But Yep, I got to go too. Thank you guys. And let's try to get together next week. But remember, yeah. every question is a great question.